Yo, 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 yo. G M. Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. What day is it? What day is it? It's Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, June 9th, 2035. Wow, how time has flown. My goodness gracious, this is crazy. Hold on. I'm trying to find something that was sent to us yesterday. It's really good. Oh, here I found it. Uh, I'm going to play something for y'all, but I'm going to bring some people up first. Hold on. Where's where's my co-host at? Hold on. I got you. I got you. I got you. I get it. I started the show a minute late again. I just, I see 1029. I see 1031. It's not my fault. Angel numbers. Angel numbers. <laughs> oh, man. GM, GM to the fam. Uh, let me get Mando up here. I see him. I do not see OSF just yet. I hope he makes it today. You know, Mando's been quite harsh on him every morning. He's been, you know, I don't know if it's borderline bullying happening on the stage, but, you know, it happens sometimes between Mando and OSF. Brotherly uh, love. Brotherly love. <laughs> That's what it is. It's all brotherly love. Yeah, I'm going to play something for y'all for a second. That was sent in. By user J6C6W3, who's a rug radio holder that we all much love and appreciate. I'm going to play this little jingle he made by himself, actually, which is pretty cool. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. A GM, GM on this beautiful day. Good morning, NFT. We put on Mando. Got the Alpha on Web 3. And it's all on Rogue Radio. It's a beautiful day. To have a beautiful day. GM, GM. GM. Oh, GM, GM. I like that little Rogue Radio at the end. What a cool thing. I like the little part at the end. That's cool. It's good, right? <laughs> this is. This is like catchy, and it's like perfect time. It's like thirty seconds long. Felt like half a second. I like that. I lost. Um, I lost. Jingle got rugged, right? Yes. <laughs> Our last couple. Of we keep getting rugged. People get too famous for us, you know. Uh, I actually have a, another archive jingle. I gotta like dig it out and and wait, you play it for you guys. Yeah, like somebody somebody submitted a jingle a while back in the Discord, and I downloaded it, and they're like on a piano, but I have to like find it and dig it out. Maybe no way. It yeah, it's pretty happy too. You know, they're both those are both kind of like happy little songs. I like that. Damn, I gotta. I'm I'm seeing OSF's text saying add me, but wait, I'm tweeting, bro. I'm tweeting. One second, I got you. I'm coming. I'm coming to save you. <laughs> Big jam to Nas, who's gonna be our special guest towards the end of the show. Nas and Sass, what's up? What's up? Hello. Thank you so much for having us, guys. Yo, thanks for coming, boys. It's gonna be an interesting one. I heard, I heard that Blau uh, sent you a text message at four in the morning. Uh, Nas, dude, this guy has the craziest <laughs> schedule. I don't understand. I knew he wouldn't make it because we're actually. By the way, I spoke to Frank from D Gods. Because he couldn't make it yesterday morning. And then he texted me at like 12. He's like, shit, is it 12? I'm like, yeah. He's like, 
do you ever run these later? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, it's kind of hard for me to wake up this early on the West Coast. <laughs> that made me appreciate Simon a little bit more. Uh, and uh... <laughs> Simon's getting up for his kids, though, isn't he? Whereas Simon doesn't have children. He has I, a I got dog. a dog. He's, he's dog. getting up to take his dog out. But his dog is yeah. a little kid. <laughs> it's a whole child. He really takes care of her. The early bird gets the worm. Feel- That's what I heard. Success, people. Facts. Get up early. Early to bed. <laughs> early to bed. I thought West Coast people got up earlier in general because of the time no. zone. Like, West Coast no. people West Coast people fucking Okay, I'm not gonna talk to you about West Coast people. <laughs> yeah, we what get up? up super That's early. We we exercise, we We're drink lots of water, up. we tan. <laughs> West Coast totally people is, will yeah. open their eyes at like 7.30 and be out of bed by like 11 to go to work at 12. And uh, once they've done everything they had to do. And then they'll be done at 4. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, that's in Europe. Uh, bro, but, uh, we're spoiled, bro. We're, for all, we're spoiled. We're so spoiled, West Coast people, man. GM, GM, GM. <laughs> you know, that's why I say East Coast is the best coast, right? That's the saying you guys are going on in America. That's uh, not it. That's not the saying. <laughs> Golden, I don't recognize you behind this purple hair and bunny ears. Yeah, it's my new flinch flinch NFT uh profile picture. I love it. Really? Are you you posing as bunny. a woman? Is that how you're doing it? That's the You know, it's the metaverse. You need to have fun out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with you. Oh man. Oh Seth, good morning. Hi everyone, good morning. I got to say, when I was in Europe, it was really awkward for me to host a GM show. So I don't know how you guys feel, man. Don't know, Seth. Every day it's like 4 p.m. And I'm here like, good morning. I'm like making my coffee. And most of the days I'm honestly like still half asleep. And you guys are like playing day. Like it's 4 p.m. You've had like a full work day. Because I know, Seth, you sleep early and wake up mad early. But (laughs) I do sleep very early. I'm a fraud. We're both frauds. It's not morning. It's yeah. funny, Mando will talk to me at like three in the morning his time. Like it'll be like it'll be nine PM here. I know I can reach out to Mando. And then the other day I'm talking on the phone with Mando at like ten PM and I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry to call you. He's like, No, no, it's good. I'm always up like this. I'm always working at this time. But OSF sleeps early. I'm like, at what time does OSF sleep? And I heard you sleep at like nine thirty. Is that true? No, not like that. Don't lie. Nine forty <laughs> no, I sleep, I sleep you can get like, OSF past 10 p.m. It's like, oh my god, like the fact that he's up. Sometimes he like stays up late, like in bed, but he's definitely in bed. The, the, yeah. the thing about Europe, though, is that if you're an active market participant of the NFT space, you can sleep as late as you want because it's boring until 4 p.m. Like my when I was in Europe, when every time I'm in Europe, like usually in America, I wake up, I got anxiety. In Europe, at least after 4 p.m. and then it kicks in. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> and here it's different. I wake up like <gasps> I wake up with 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 you know all this chaos over there. I say yeah okay, and then, but as soon as four p.m. hits, it's like bzz, 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 and you're like oh no, they woke up. <laughs> so I, I actually I prefer being in in on U.S. hours because the problem is now you speak to the West Coast guys, and it's just like hey yeah, can you do like. 12 p.m. Pacific time, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, that's like dinner time. And then, like, yeah, sure, we can do later. Then it's like, oh, shit, that's like 2 a.m. So it's t- it gets tougher. Like, I'd, I think I'd rather be in the U.S. Hours. I, think, I think, like, living on the East Coast is perfect time zone because you can do European stuff and you can do West Coast That's hours, right. But... 
East Coast, honestly, is the best time zone to work from. I've tried a couple of them. Uh, West Coast is fun because you get to, you have, you do have slower morning mornings, which is actually kind of cool. And in, in LA, I would wake up at like seven. And I would just chill a bit, do my thing. Yeah, the, only the best thing is actually. I was gonna say only vibe the West Coast. I get up early in the morning. I'm I'm always up early, but I get to go out and the sun is shining. Yeah, you get to that's that's West Coast vibe. Yeah, the best thing is actually to work from the East Coast with like West Coast teams. I feel like it's actually the best because like you you actually get to 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 do your thing, you know, gym and and everything until ten. Well, you just wake up later. I'm on. I'm in Europe, and this is literally my morning show. I've just woken up and making eggs right now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) George goes to bed like six a.m. 7 a.m. Well, because uh, he's an active participant of the NFT space. Like, it's crazy I'm dedicated. how still run in USA. Exactly. I think that's why me and OSF work quite well. Because I, I, I think I cover the times where he goes, he, he's not awake, and he covers the time where, where yeah. I'm the good, The good thing about being in Europe is if you are, like, spending time building and creating stuff, like, from from the morning until about, like, 12 or 1. That's true. No one's, no one's bothering you or hassling you, so you can, or you don't have any you don't have phone calls, so you can actually, like, I'm a, I'm the sort of person I need like a few hours back to back to grind through work. Like I'm really bad at like doing a call, then going back to work, and doing a call, and going back to work. Um, so on in that with that regard, like it's actually a lot better, I, I think, for me anyway. No, I noticed that in the morning you can just focus, do your thing, and then as soon as you know later comes in, you're you're like by three four again, you're like done. You can actually like attend to the stuff with other people. So that's pretty cool. But with that, with that, um. You know, we have a good show ahead today. Damn, I didn't share the topics at top. Hold on, I got to pin those topics. Uh, I have them on Twitter, though. Uh, so, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one again. It's every morning. I know I say that every day, but hey, I love the show. I think it's great. Uh, and uh, and so we're going to go through the daily NFT and market summary as usual. We're still, nowadays, you know, still been quite flat. Nothing has changed much since, uh, um, since yesterday. Uh, so, and after this, Meta. Meta. Dum, dum, dum. Meta launches. Uh, it's it's funny, Mando, because yesterday in the group said you called it Facebook. I was like, wait, what's Facebook for a second? <laughs> I guess I got used to Meta. Uh, but Meta launches its first Metaverse. Uh, so, you know, curious to see what happens there. If we're going to get sucked into some sort of black hole and never come back. Uh, and then NFTs. After one week, if you look at the, on, on the monthly for June, we're looking like we're headed under a billion volume. After nine days, actually, in the uh, out of the first month, so we're gonna t- chat about that. This this current volume, that's not great. Uh, why does Vitalik not like NFTs? We know he doesn't like monkey pictures, but we like him. Like we really, really love Vitalik. You know, he's like our god. So <laughs> it's a good conversation. We have some good people on stage too, so it's gonna be great. And then, last but not least, we have the Rebels by Night team up here. Sadly, Blau, who's an advisor to the brand and friend of Nas, <laughs> went to bed at 4 a.m., so I'm not sure if he's GMI, but we'll see. But regardless, we have some great guests here uh, for a great project, so it should be fun. And hang tight. Hang tight until the end of the show because we will be, uh, you know, giving some spots away. And it seems like it's, it's quite hard to get, and there's some, some cool stuff here ahead for Rebels. So hang tight till the end of the show and, uh, and definitely share the spaces with everyone. Uh, because it's going to involve retweets. So don't retweet anything. I'll, I'll share the retweet stuff later. But anyways, point being, Osef, Mando, Tommy, talk to you about this market, Osef. What the hell is going on? What can you do to fix it? <laughs> I can speak every time I speak. Yes. 
Yes. But um, yeah, look, I think today's a non-event because tomorrow's the inflation number, so stuff's kind of unchanged across the board. Yesterday, um, they so the, one of the test nets for Ethereum, Robson, successfully moved to proof of stake, which I thought was like a pretty good positive, but. You know, the fact that ETH barely even moved just goes to show you how much of a bear market we're in right now um, and, and how bad things feel. So I think, like, it does seem like there are some um, constructive um, developments there, which are maybe being overlooked by the market. Um, but, you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, how much difference does that really make versus all the various macro problems we have right now? So um, maybe that's why we didn't see as much of a move. But yeah, tomorrow, inflation number, I think we'll see a, a reasonable move either up or down it looks like interest rates are selling off into tomorrow um five year 10 year 30 year uh interest like u.s treasury rates are almost back to the highs of the year so i think people are a bit worried that um that's telling you the market's a little bit worried that tomorrow's inflation number may actually come out higher than the the consensus and the consensus i think is 8.2 percent but um we'll find out tomorrow i don't really have much more to report other than that oh nfts NFT volumes have been really low in the last 24 hours, by the way. Like, this is the first time I had a look and I saw that, like, not a single collection had done 1K ETH in volume in the last 24 hours. I think the highest was 600 ETH, which was, we're all gonna die. Um, and well, is that isn't that fitting? We're, yeah, we're isn't that I fitting? Know. We're June 9th, 2022. All collections are going down, and the only collection to do volume is called We're All Going to Die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, I think there's been a lot of NFT activity in the last few weeks, but it, it, to me, it seems like it's becoming more apparent now that it's been in projects that may not have the longevity to actually exist in like one year or two year or, or longer than that. Um, and I think the problem is you kind of want the blue chips that are more well known, like Yuga, like Doodles, like Azuki, perhaps definitely Clonex. Um, you want those guys to be leading the volumes and leading the market because they're actually sustainable projects where people can understand like value creation and value building. Whereas the other stuff's kind of like, you, there's a risk of it, of them being pump and dumps. Right. And if they're dumped, then it really crushes the market even more. So um, I'm not so sure. Like it's been, I know there's been a lot of fun and stuff for Golden Town. People have made a lot of money and et cetera, but you know, if, if that doesn't sustain and it goes back lower, I think it's like overall going to be actually pretty brutal for the market because at the end of the day, people, there are people out there who've been paying like two, three, four, five, six for, for their NFTs, and and if they go to zero. That's that's a lot of value destruction. So um, that's my only my only concern that we actually need to see volume in the the blue chips for it to be a bit more healthy for the market um, overall. Yeah, I don't have much to add uh, on the um... right. <laughs> In Europe, in Europe, it looks like the ECB is raising rates for the first time in, in over a decade um, next month, which which is quite a big change. Um, it's not unexpected. That this has kind of been predicted for a while, but um, it kind of just shows what stage we're at. Um, this this is unprecedented for at least a decade that they've been raising uh, that they would raise interest rates. And um, yeah, maybe we're just going we're now moving on to like I said, the second phase of this of reaction to higher inflation. Um, it is very, very worrying. I think that interest rates are back out of the wides again. I, I, I've said a few times that that's the, the key thing to be looking out for, even more than stocks. If interest rates stay above three percent um, and push on to like three and a half percent or even four percent, 
uh, everything's going to completely collapse. So I would be, um, I'd be very, very wary of that figure. Wow. Well, you guys sound fun this morning. GM, huh? Sheesh. Okay. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. It's like, damn it. Like, when ETH was still or in the same range last month, it was like, come on, keep believing. You know, we're in it for long term. And I was like, well, tomorrow I might get wrecked even harder. Um, you know, hide your wives, hide your kids. Um, <laughs> no, for, but for all. I got a question for all I said. I still think you're in accumulation period here for sure. But like we've said, you should just be dollar cost averaging um, and be patient. I have a quick, quick question for OSF. So I, I, what you just said is, is absolutely incredible. And, and what you guys just both broke down. Do you think like we look at the historical graphs sort of like the ups and downs, like obviously Bitcoin, Ethereum and the crypto market has had like an ascension to it. Do you still see this, even though this is a lull, do you still see this part of an ascension of an ascension pattern? And is this just a valley as opposed to, you know, a chasm? Yeah, I think I think it is because look, we're, we're sitting here. If you if you zoom out a little bit, we're sitting here probably like eighteen months since the NFT boom really started. And at the end of the day, I know stuff's down. I know volumes are down, but you know, I just I made the comment that we haven't seen one. Um, collection do a thousand ETH in volume in the last 24 hours and like every other day we've had multiple collections doing a thousand ETH in volume but that's a lot of money like for a thousand ETH in volume is like is like like almost two million bucks right so just like just to zoom out like I made a comment that wow like no no collections done two million bucks in volume like that sucks but we're talking about big 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 numbers here and these big numbers have actually sustained for a long period of time so like I see it as more of a valley because like you actually, the fact that you're still seeing, you know, mil- tens of tens and hundreds of millions of dollars going through every day, um, billions going through every month. It, it And it's been now 18 months since the boom. I think it's here to stay. Um, and I'm comparing it to like the big days that we had earlier this month or earlier this year or whatever. So um, I'm not worried about like the market going away or anything like that. And there's obviously very levered to macro, et cetera. But um yeah, like numbers are down, but we're still talking about very, very big numbers, which are which are hard to ignore. And you know, this space works and keeps growing if there's money in it to be made. And so long as there's actual reasonable like volumes like there are now, you will continue to see investment. You'll continue to see growth. You'll continue to see people building tools, building infrastructure, um, which will only help support and grow the market. And um, to be honest with you, I think we're just I think we're just seeing all of that now happening behind the scenes. And when you hit the next bull run, it's going to be even more powerful because there's going to be so many different tools and people are going to know so much about the market already. And there'll be so many different things that will help, uh, really help elevate it, I think. Um, uh, but yeah, to answer your question in one word, I would say it's more of a valley. And remember, David, it's all about the friends we made along the way. Oh, um, a thousand percent. And so, and so, yeah, so this, this, this is the daily summary. Even I'm looking at what's going on, on the NFT side. You know, Mando, like you said, it's not that much. Like, even if you open flips or whatever. I mean, when you look at the top 10, top 15, it's funny. I think I was talking, like, last night we were talking about that yesterday. But, like, you look at top 15, like, wait, what? What's going on here uh, in volume? Uh, aside from G Money's Admit 1, that's kind of, like, going up, like, 10%. It's, like, 16 floor for that, which is also a free mint. But uh, it's very little of it, like, 1,000. Everything else is like not not great. Not gonna lie. Uh, even Takashi Murakami, 
yesterday tweeted that he's sorry. He said he's sorry for his floor, which I thought that was so cute and candid, but he really doesn't need to do that. Like, somebody tell Takashi Murakami, you don't have to apologize. We're all down bad. Like, everything. I so, think it's for a lot of artists like this, this though, right? They, they create the Discord and create some art, and then, I don't know, I would say over 50% of all the chat in any Discord is always about the floor price. And, like, to be in some of those chats at the moment, I think in, to be in any Discord is, is tough. And, like, some, sometimes, you know, for the creators, like, he doesn't need to prove anything to himself. But you can imagine if he's there on a daily basis, um, it can get to you. You feel, like, responsible. And it's nothing yeah. to... Like, in many ways, it's nothing to do with what you're doing. Yeah, no, he tweeted out. He was saying, but it's crazy because I, I think he just doesn't really understand how the because the, the, you're not used to the monetary price action, the trading part of things. Like, it's art for him. It's like you know, I, I guess you're not used to seeing a trade on a daily basis every day, openly, like transparently. And so it went up like crazy because we got an email from Kai Kiki, so saying that like they're getting an airdrop for the flowers, and then obviously like speculators went nuts, and so there was like a thousand, fifteen hundred ETH in volume, twenty four hours. And it went up from two something, like four something ETH. And it retraced a little bit, which is totally normal, actually. And then I thought it was so cute. He's like, dear holders of American Flowers, I appreciate your continuing patronage. Patron- How do you say that in English? Patronage. Patronage. Okay. And then, <laughs> sorry. And then he goes, although the project's floor price and transaction prices remain stagnant, I am very sorry. Takashi, if you ever listen to this, we love you, bro. Don't apologize. Fucking yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels it feels like uh, artists should be the last people to kind of financialize, you know, the space and even less so their own, you know, their own project. But that's that's where you started. I feel like just uh, uh, you know, clouding a little bit your artistic vision, which is like ultimately what is gonna survive all the waves that that the uh, that the space will go through. So, hundred percent. Hell yeah! At the end of the day, they're gonna be created. So it's like people who, who's gonna be who started creating before NFTs and crypto, and they're gonna, you know, keep creating. You know, I won't say after it; it's still gonna be here, but with it, like through the ups and downs. So I think uh, that's interesting, Lindsay. I don't know if you have some thoughts on that. I see your hands raised. I do. Thank you, GM. GM. Another West Coaster waking up early, tuning in for Rug Radio. Though yesterday oh. morning you felt you stayed asleep, <laughs> and we actually talked about your project. So you know. oh no, I was asleep. <laughs> well, because I woke up at six. To do the the eight fest tickets token proof by the way easy so easy so smooth and um and then I fell asleep you know missed morning yoga and my smoothie and all the things that we do and just kidding um I wish but man, I'm manifesting that for myself and all the other West Coasters but um thanks thanks for uh, mentioning warps and um. I have some other projects that I'm working on too. We'll talk about some other time, but um, yeah, I, you know, I remember last June kind of, even though it feels like 10 years ago. Um, I just, I'm just hoping for a little more good press, a little more positivity, a little more collective, um, you know, wag me maybe because um it feels like the negativity is, is getting me down. I'm not looking for toxic positivity. I'm not looking for ignoring, you know, the truth or um, the global economy and and things that are really going on. But I do, I do see so much bad press out there and, and it really, the space really does rely on, 
on um, more people coming in and and more and less I would say less um, pump and dump projects just you know I think it is a responsibility of us and it's like if a person is coming in here to to do that I mean fuck you man that's how I feel (laughs) is uh, I just see a lot of that happening and sorry for just coming up and cussing on your stage but that's how I feel when I see when I see that going on and uh you know kind of shame on you shame on you people you know who you are that's all it's I don't also think like you apologize right? for cussing on the stage <laughs> was someone else gonna chime in here so I to yeah yeah that. i was just gonna say i think it's like two-sided right because there's there's the other part where we kind of have to like feed the beast right when there's when there's a lack of these like shit projects and pump and dumps like the the hot traders start getting upset like there's there's no money being moved and i feel like uh, a lot of that feeds the the other side of of the dirty the dirty market that we have you know like it's unfortunate but that's kind of how it is I guess. I mean, they can do that. Can happen. That can happen in other places. I just think that when you're new coming into the space and your first experience is a pump and dump, or I mean, it just seems. And maybe that's just my perspective right now because that's what my my feed is showing me. It just seems that there's it's getting a little outbalanced. You know? I have something for you, Lindsay. Yes, please. We're all gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna make it. No. We're all gonna yeah. make it. Yeah. My ass. Woo! <laughs> Bro, my, my, my toes are, are nodding up and my, my, my knees are buckling. <laughs> I'm a realist. I, I'm a realist. I know we're not all gonna make it. However, but we can actually build something all together and that's the facts of the space and that's 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 what it actually deeply means and what most people don't understand is actually that there is an opportunity for you to anyone to come into the space and actually become something do something and then you know meet people and actually change your life and i think that's a fact i think this is a fact for everybody that's on this stage right now as a matter of fact so it's uh it's uh it's uh there's there's something in the space that's definitely special and you know every day like i read some big tweets or threads whether bashing and this and that i just i don't i don't vibe with it i don't see it it's just like whatever it is gonna be it is what it's gonna be i mean you still have paul krugman this morning bashing bitcoin like you know like it's like we're still like we're still in the ancient ages for some people so uh it's gonna take some time for it to get to where we want to get but we're gonna get there i was gonna uh, say there was some bullish news out of japan this morning oh give us the bullish news out of japan 55 11 uh, their government's looking into like NFTs, Web three, DAOs, all that stuff uh, for for their government use. So that's a pretty big Interesting. deal. Interesting. Where are you seeing that? Can I check it out? Japan into yeah. DAOs? Yeah, I'll post it. Interesting. Okay. I like it. Yeah, that does sound interesting. I'm curious to see what comes out of that. Um, I'm trying to see. We've spoken about this before, but they've been really slow, I think, at, 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 like adopting blockchain really in Japan and NFTs. So it'd be good to see if, if I, I'd be surprised if the government should lead the charge over someone like Nintendo. But um, yeah, right. Positive. Yeah, I guess I guess it doesn't hurt. Right. Some 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 positive news uh, today. It's uh, 
Yeah, I'm seeing a lot when I'm, when I'm Googling. Uh, I'm Googling it. It's just Japan's prime minister aids abolition of country's strict crypto rules. Just in. That was like 21 hours ago. So <clears throat> love uh, to see it, of course. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was, that was quite the, quite the sam- summary. Uh, you know, tune back in tomorrow for the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, Osef, you shared that uh, Meta is launching its first metaverse. Uh, do you want to talk about that and what's going down there? Uh, you know, on the Zuckerberg side. Uh, to be fair, George George might be the person to, uh, yeah. to talk about this because he's been building his own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely throw the grenade back at George. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely the man. He's definitely the man who could talk about. He's like, uh, give it. To... But you know what? Your boy Mandel just saved your ass so bad. Like he just came in, like, mm, not this time for. <laughs> Uh, I have two people who worked at uh, Meta Blockchain uh, in the Meta Blockchain organization on stage too. So, oh really? Yeah, Let's get myself and, uh, and and Sass, we both worked on uh, on the Libra project and then on Novi on the the blockchain wallet. Oh shit! Awesome. We should talk about yeah. this then. You th- you three should take the stage. Like, what, what do you the... think about this? And, and what was that? Wow. Well, George, I'm gonna give it to George to intro it. Then I guess we'll yeah, I can give it from Nas and Sass. I can give a br- I can give a brief overview. Um, so basically, uh, Meta. There's this company called Crater that's been basically creating a, um, uh, I guess like a, a metaverse like structured game. Uh, they've been doing it for like I think three years, three or four years. Um, and they, yeah, you can basically drag and drop stuff around. You can cr- create your environment. You can, um, yeah, basically play with games. It's like, play with friends. It's kind of like a uh, a child's version or a children's version of um, GTA or something like that. And um, basically, from what it seems, I mean, there isn't like a, a ton of concrete news, but from what it seems, um, Meta has basically, I don't know if they've acquired them or something, that, but they seem to be promoting them heavily and it, it seems like it's the forefront of what their Metaverse will be. Um, so they released it yesterday. I mean, the, the game was already playable um, in various formats, but yesterday they released it on the... Uh, Facebook um, gaming store, I guess, or on the way you can play games on Facebook. And the reason why that's quite notable is I don't think there's been an example before um, of Facebook incorporating cloud gaming. Um, so basically where you can play high-end uh, or high-resolution games and through a technology called pixel streaming in this case because they're using Unreal uh, Engine 4, they basically... Um, have the game running on on a computer virtually and the actual screen much like the name pixel streaming is literally just streamed to you um so yeah that's kind of a brief overview you can literally log into facebook now uh and and play it and um yeah i'll I'll pin the tweet where where it kind of links to the game well before you pass it on to the real experts i just want to say the reason we know meta is not in tune with what's going on they broke the first rule is you never actually release something that's playable because once you do, the price goes down, as we all know. <laughs> yeah. In, in this space, I mean, that's what it is, right? Uh, as soon as you release something, you're doomed. But, uh, you know, Nas and Sass, I mean, maybe, I guess it's, that. I mean, I know we'll talk with you guys there. I was going to ask you all to intro yourself, but you might as well intro yourself now. <laughs> and, and tell us your thoughts on this. That sounds good. Um, so my name is Nas. I'm the Chief Security uh, Officer at A16Z Crypto. Um uh, so I basically work with all the portfolio ranging from like, you know, uh, Yuga Lab and 
Yuga Labs and OpenSea and Uniswap, kind of everyone across the board on on building better security in the products, building a, a more secure ecosystem. Um, prior to that, I was uh, actually working at Facebook. Weird to me, like it's always going to be Facebook in my mind. But yeah, so worked at the at Facebook blockchain in the Novi organization was kind of like created the, the custody solution there and and led most of the blockchain features for the for the blockchain wallet. Um, and yeah, before that, a lot of uh, a lot of secure experience in and out of crypto. Uh, so that's if you want to take this one. Oh, and by the way, we're we're both co-founders on the the Rebels of Binance project that we'll get to touch on uh, later. I guess. Hell yeah. Thanks for your intro, Sass. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, have any, uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, you, you know, you go, Sass. I didn't realize you had me intro. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I, I'm Sass. I'm like Nass's co-founder. We have similar uh, names, I guess, which confuses people. But like, uh, we both work on um, on the Rebels projects. And so, yeah, like I worked at uh, Facebook. Uh, same thing, you know, back then it wasn't called Meta. I worked on a bunch of different teams, but like including the blockchain stuff. Uh, and now I'm at a company called Hudson River Make uh, Hudson River Trading. I'm sorry, um, it's you know a big U.S. market maker. So you know I, I work on the market data uh, infrastructure there. Um, so we trade everything everywhere pretty much. But yeah, like there was a lot of interesting stuff going on. You know, a couple of years ago uh, at Facebook in the blockchain org, and uh, I guess we'll get to talk a little bit about that too. So, like, were you there when they were trying to create Libra, or was it when they were trying to make yeah. kind of into um, into like metaverse games and, and metaverse worlds? I was there during the Libra times, not during the metaverse games and stuff uh, times. Uh, basically, I left Facebook in 2020, so I was there towards the very beginning of the Libra org. Um, like, not that it means much, but like you know, um, I was uh, my name's on the paper, like on the original white paper for uh, the Libra blockchain, also. Um, so that's that's around the time where I was there. And for me, actually, uh, so SAS brought me to uh, to to the Facebook blockchain organization, and then so for me, I kind of um, joined after him and, and continued on all the work that they were doing around the the. the uh, first, productionizing the, the the blockchain and getting it out there, which ended up failing, as we all know. But also building the the the, the wallet that uh, you know that is still. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to happen, but like first on the Libra and then kind of like a, a transition to Ethereum. So like a lot of my work was reused for um, the Instagram NFT uh, infrastructure, actually. That's super interesting. I didn't know that. Um, obviously, they're making pretty sharp moves on the in the space. Uh, we actually cover them usually when there's a big news, which is why it was in the in the titles today. Just a coincidence that you guys kind of worked on all that. So, what are your what are your thoughts? Like, are your initial thoughts on the on the on the way? Actually, I, and I don't know how much you can share, so you don't also can tell me that you can't share something. But what are your initial thoughts on like what you know Meta's the way they're approaching the metaverse and what they're sort of launching? Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, I think that the original vision was always to kind of like bring experiences uh, that were very high quality, very immersive, very engaging. Um, have creators uh, like have creators on board and just like have more of the creators. The two is that you know we all know that Facebook and Instagram has been terrible so far for creators. I think that like overall it was. Three hundred million 
dollars of uh, value created for creators through Instagram and, and, and Facebook. Uh, and when you think about that, you know, with the, the amount of people that are on Facebook and Instagram, like this is, this is nothing compared to NFTs, for example, like NFTs has, have already generated over $3 billion of revenue. So like NFTs have generated 10 times more uh, revenue for creators than, um, you know, meta, uh in 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 a decade so i think that like this is very important for for the entire space to not let meta like dictate everything it's good to have great players that want to make moves in web3 uh but it's also important for everyone to kind of like push back on things like you know like the the crazy fee like the the 48 the 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 47 percent you know like uh uh kind of like a fee split etc so I think it's uh, this is this is very interesting. They have a lot of uh, very very smart people. They want to do like I haven't met people internally that were malicious in any way. Um, I may have met a lot of people who were kind of like softer and not willing to really fight against regulators, and that's kind of like the big thing that I've seen. Stefan, I'm not, I'm not sure like if you want to add something to that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll just echo what you just said about the regulators part, like, um, and you know, I'm not even blaming Facebook for this, but like when you're at that scale, you are in the crosshair of regulators with anything you do. And so, uh, I remember, you know, that being a very difficult part of the organization's job back when I was, uh, you know, working on the, on the Libra blockchain, like a lot of the stuff we were doing was, you know, kind of influenced by what regulators uh, wanted or what they might want. Um, and, and that made it like a little bit more, I mean, a little bit, a lot more difficult, you know, to build stuff, uh, that can change the status quo. Yeah. Cause it's interesting that that was, that was the general commentary coming out of Libra, right? Is that they actually, some of the technology created is, has kind of been repackaged since and, and some blockchains are kind of using it, um, going forward. I think I've, I've read like a new layer one is maybe even based around some of the stuff that you were doing, but yeah. Uh, the ability for Facebook to do anything was massively hampered because the regulators all didn't uh, let them for, for reasons which, which um, you know, are maybe credible. But is that is that going to affect that? I can't really imagine them not allowing them to have some sort of... It was only a stable coin you were going uh, going after, right? That was the, the, it yeah. was a layer with a stable coin, and that wasn't allowed by regulators, basically. So the concept of them allowing an immersive metaverse which could take over people's lives i kind of get the feeling that they could run into some issues so so uh, okay okay oh no i was just gonna say like i I would expect the opposite actually because like you know if if you put yourself in the regulator's shoes like a regulator does care about how money works and you know whether there's a sort of cryptocurrency that's threatening the u.s dollar let's say or you know displacing it a little bit but generally speaking regulators do not care if you're spending your day in some sort of metaverse. So like, I think that like, um, there's a vast difference from a product perspective between like, you know, building a metaverse, building, you know, immersive experiences and stuff like that versus, you know, building a new currency. And so the technology is very similar, you know, it's still blockchain backed, but like the applications are so different that like, you know, you're exposed to a different uh, regulatory environment. Um, And so, I would say it's probably more likely that Facebook can succeed in this field than like in the um, in the pure, you know, uh, cryptocurrency, stable coin, stable or not coin, by the way, uh, space. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of unfortunate that things are moving this way. 
Um, but at the same time, I can't really blame Facebook. You know, like the regulators are, you know, the elected or not officials of the country. And like they're the ones who dictate kind of like how things run. Uh, and like we, we like, you know, these companies have to comply. And at that size, um, there's not much you can do, basically. I mean, everybody here probably saw, you know, like, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg being called into Senate hearings and whatnot and being asked a bunch of dumb questions. Um, so uh, imagine that. But for a topic that's like uh, arguably way more important than social media, which is like how literally money functions. So that's that's the kind of environment that we're you know evolving in uh, politically uh, in this country. So that's what makes everything quite difficult. And that's why like these smaller companies um, are more successful sometimes because there's so many startups doing new things that like regulators cannot keep up. Um, and so the sort of like distribution and decentralization in a way of efforts uh, actually makes it stronger against uh, against you know gov- government influence. Do you, do you have an opinion on in terms of the decentralization point? Um, who is? I'm, obviously, this is a very hard question, but just curious to hear your thoughts of who uh, is is more likely to succeed in terms of obviously Meta having a, a barrage of kind of like. Uh, legalities to go through whilst like all of these small companies obviously as you said have an edge and then all of those combined um in the decentralized system could could be compelling um i mean it's difficult for me to predict the future obviously but like if you look back um it seems clear to me that most of the if not all the blockchain innovation is coming from smaller companies today like you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum were not started by big companies and everything that followed kind of came from grassroots efforts to a certain degree. Like all the, like you look at the whole space of DeFi, like there's a bunch of startups there. There's a bunch of stuff going on and the vast majority of it was not built by big companies because like if you're a big company building a decentralized exchange, like good fucking luck uh, figuring out uh, how the regulatory environment is going to work with that. And so, I think that, you know, if we look back, like, that's how it, it worked. That's that's the way it seems to me. And I do not see a reason for this to change moving forward uh, until, until I guess, you know, all the regulations around cryptocurrencies and, you know, Web3 are more, um, more well-defined, uh, more encoded into law. And then, like, the problem becomes the inverse, where, like, there's so much regulation that, like, the cost of doing business in that field becomes so high that you have to be a big company to succeed. It's like, it's like if you were to compare that today to like, you want to start a U.S. equities exchange or you want to start like you know some kind of like big regulated you know business like this. Like the cost of regulation is so high that you need a lot of capital to get started. And you know as these regulations get um, written and you know uh, encoded into like our laws and, and ways of doing things. I suspect, you know, that's going to give little by little an edge to these bigger companies. And by the way, that's like, that's not specific to Web3 or crypto. Like, that's kind of how things work, I think, uh, generally speaking. Um, but yeah, like, that's that's my, you know, um, vague guess as to how things are going to move forward. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the timelines I'm talking about are like in the, 10, in the next 10, 20 years, by the way. Like, I'm not saying in the next six months. Like, these are like long term, you know, changes, I think uh, I, we, we should expect to see. No, I agree. I think it's, I think it's also another interesting point is just the fact, especially with gaming, um, the rate of adoption, at least in in uh, in a decentralized space, is going to be at least the decent uh, orders of magnitude slower. Obviously, Facebook has so many people immediately accessible if they create something compelling, um, which I think is quite interesting to see how 
their announcements around creating your own worlds, etc. yesterday didn't really go tremendously well. But I mean, obviously, as I think most of us know here, we are in no way ready for, for kind of mass adoption with the complexity of wallets, etc. Yeah, for sure. And like, oh, yeah. so I, I actually, uh, you know, uh, and like personally, N3A16D kind of like work quite a bit with, you know, everyone at, at Meta on the, 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 the product side and, and BizDev and like engineering. Uh, to kind of like either help them like wherever we can from like, you know, technical advisory standpoint, but also just connecting them to the right players in the space, right? Because you do have, you know, and, and, and like we, we support an amazing set of, you know, founders and, and startups that are doing things the right way in Web3 and having these kind of like players uh, be part of efforts from Meta is critical, right? Like you, you basically need to have uh, like the the, the the space basically and, and the field will not survive if this is just uh, if this is just meta basically being able to handle the scale of blockchain right like you need basically many players to be able to handle that you need alchemy you need infura you need you know you need uniswap you basically need everyone to start handling all the load that will be brought by meta right because like you can see meta almost as a funnel you know to bring uh, web3 to everyone out there. And so like we, we basically need to build the space all together. And so I think that like in the sense like the work me actually makes a lot of sense because it's not really a this is not a it's not a, like a, a zero sum game. Like we can actually build uh interesting value uh at scale uh through through these experiences. But obviously like all the players need to be uh building together towards that. Well it's gonna be interesting to see how you know, that develops. Obviously, we've seen them make moves on the NFT side of things, which you kind of referred to earlier. And now on the metaverse, with, with the whole name change, well, I remember that was the whole thing here in this space. But I guess we'll see how that, you know, how that evolves. Uh, we'll all be here to witness it. Is it crazy when you think about that, that we were all here to see Facebook, like, actually, like, be born? And now we're seeing, like, the evolution of this thing. It's kind of wild when you think about it that way. I'm not even high, um, but <laughs> I just think it's interesting. To, like, I remember when I was 12 years old and like Facebook came out and everyone was like, oh my God, like freaking out about it, you know? But like when you still could only like post a status update with like the word is before, like Farouk is, and then you have to write something completely random. Y'all remember that? Um, you had to have a college email to get in, <laughs> only used to know which dorms people were in. That yes, was... That I, I didn't was- because I was in, in a college, nor in America, for that part. But I saw that in the movie. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember when there was all that backlash because they brought out the wall. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was like I remember inventing the DM. And like they were like, it was like life-changing because we kept talking to each other on each other's wall. Didn't the guy who invented the wall, is, isn't that um, Adam Masseri, who's currently a CEO of Instagram? I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. Um, One of the greatest feature ever was the poke. Yo, bring the poke back. <laughs> you no, know? please. Oh, man. You Dude, the poke, the poke was, like, available and usable on Facebook for so long after it got, you know, after it fell out of, uh, of, uh, of the meta of, like, people using Facebook, basically. Like, it was hidden in some, like, back menus somewhere, but you could still poke things, or I guess people, until, uh, until like, a couple of years ago, I think. <laughs> we used can't to bring believe the I forgot. 
I yeah. can't believe I forgot about the poke. There was even a poke app at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Poke was so good. Oh, Yo, my... who remembers this app called Yo? Which one? The, there was an app called Yo. I don't know if people saw that. Oh, yeah. That. I use that. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, oh, my God. Say yo. You could just that... send Yo to somebody. The minimalist messaging app. <laughs> That's funny. We kind of have, like, a version of the poke here on Twitter spaces because if I click on your name and I send you an emoji, like right now, I'm sending a couple out, it doesn't send to your DMs. It sends it directly to, like, you're like down on the bottom right of your screen. Yeah. <laughs> so I get sent so many during spaces sometimes. <laughs> People just spam me. I think it's funny. But yeah. So meta. I mean, I didn't expect to have experts on the matter on this stage today. But hey, that was great. So we, we ended up getting all of the meta uh, that we could get. So that was fun. Um, NFTs, you know, I mean, we kind of talked about that, you know, in the summary. I don't know if there's much to add there, uh, Mando. Mando, who's now poking me to death on freaking Twitter spaces. <laughs> can't see it, but he found out about this feature here. I'm going to send you some hearts. Uh, and he's just poking me like crazy. Uh, but <laughs> I, just, I just screen recorded my thing right now. Um, and, uh, and, <laughs> Mando. Um, and so if you look at dude and everything, I mean, it's not looking too great. I mean, it doesn't, I know it probably doesn't like what's the, I don't know if anybody has the volume on Solana NFTs so far this month. Is there like a Dune XYZ dashboard set up for Solana? I'd love to see it. Uh, but... Telling me there's a lot of volume also going through X2Y2 at the moment. Like um... yeah, the thing, X2Y2, and the thing with the aggregators, bro, is that a lot of volume now goes to that because like I literally 90% of the time now, yeah, I'll go on OpenSea to check the floor quick, but I literally go buy on Gem. Like it's just like... Why would I buy? And now Gem also tells you if the, the product is suspicious, marked suspicious on OpenSea, which is amazing because, you know, before, like, I got caught, for example, I bought by mistake, like, actually, from your project, I bought a stolen DGen because I swept the floor and I looked back on OpenSea and it's like, oh, one is marked as suspicious. So for bigger buys, like, I usually check, like, double check the ID and everything. But for smaller buys, it's like, okay, whatever. Because, you know, you don't want to go through, like, 15, 20 of them one by one. But now what's cool is that it shows you, like, oh, this item has been, you know, reported for suspicious activity or whatever, has been frozen, so you don't get stuck with, like, a frozen ape or whatever you're buying. Um, and so I think that's it. I just wish we would see, like, is there is there a website that shows the status global, not just OS right now? Uh, that would be great. I mean, we're looking at $700 million only. That's kind of sad when you think about it that way. But if you zoom out, it's good, right? Right? Um, and... and in, in the past nine days, um, you know, we're used to having weeks of their billion dollars. So we'll see where that goes. I don't know what Y2 is doing. It's doing like 15 to 20 million dollars a day. At the moment. Who? X2Y2. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. It's doing more than looks rare. It's like almost double or triple looks rare at the moment. That is double and triple looks rare. Um... That's very interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking, I'm trying to find the perfect website so I can see the total amount. But I don't think there's a website that aggregates like the stats from like different chains and, you know, and, uh, and different, um, different platforms as well. So unless someone has like the alpha on that, but I don't think we have the tool yet that has everything. It's coming. I, I know one that's building. Building. I mean, you have the dashboards on June for that. You can look at like, um, I think it yeah. does do it across different 
different. What are we uh, looking at daily? Views, but... You can see daily volumes. It's still in the 30s. Yeah, it's, it's just it's been stagnant since May 15th. It's it hit 33 and literally has not gone really up or down since May 15th. So we're almost at a month. Uh, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be at a month of like straight like you know 30 million a day. Um, and then X2, Y2. I'm gonna see if there's like a different dashboards. Uh, yeah, at CNFT Marketplace X to Y2 shows you everything. But yeah, I mean, looking at under a billion dollars, um, I mean, I don't think... Um, I don't so I think part of it, part of it is, is that it's being, like you just said, people are just looking at OpenSea and it's now being shifted across multiple different platforms now because of the aggregators. So you have to look across things like X to Y2 looks rare. Yep. Um, so like the if you just look at OpenSea, it's only about 50% of the volumes now going through um, across the whole market. Whereas before that was a much, um, it was, it was always like masked by the idea that there were those wash trades on look rare earlier this year, but those have since subsided substantially given the change in the um, change in the rewards. So now you get a much more accurate figure if you look across the three uh, marketplaces. So part of it, yeah, is people using aggregators um, and volumes are, are more shared across the different platforms for sure. Yeah, so we're probably looking at under a billion just on OpenSea, but I, I'm pretty sure we're going to crack over it. The thing about this space, what's insane, Mando, is like you could have a slow week and then something, some catalyst happens at the end of the month, and you'll do like two billion dollars in a week volume. Like, <laughs> well, the, the other thing, thing. yeah, it's like, the other side was last last was end of April, right? That was huge, and then that that was in. But we we've. What you've entered here is the is the free mint meta, right? So the other reason is there's no big mint happening. That's true. There's nothing. You had Moonbirds, nothing that was big. a big mint, and then a hundred million dollars in like a week. And you had like the other side, which was like I don't know how many hundreds of millions, and like you had a couple of them. And all it took, like in a way, like I feel like those stats are more of a reflection, if anything. You had like two, three like projects that did like hundreds of millions, but the rest of the market was in shadows. You know. I don't know, that's how I feel, but, um, and the rest was all just following them. Though those projects are still doing good. Like, apes are holding very strong floors. Moonbirds are holding very strong floors, you know. It's, uh, though they're not just getting a lot of volume. It's uh, it's an interesting dynamic. I've, I had a thought yesterday. Maybe we can talk about that since we're talking about volumes. Let me know what you think. You know when, like, this period where, like, Azuki was 34, you know, Clone was 27, apes was, like, 150, all this. And all the other projects were actually very low. Like the other projects, compared to that, didn't drop as much as the top, the the blue blue chips, because the blue chips are the ones that had the biggest drawback. Obviously, so maybe we were just overinflating the prices of the top projects, and these market caps made no sense. It's just a thought I had yesterday. And like you had projects with like billions of dollars in market cap or hundreds of millions, but when you look look at what was going on, you're like, well, I don't know if it's worth that. But it is probably worth like, you know, it's probably worth the ten years floor right now. It's worth the 90th floor right now. It's worth the 15th floor right now or the 5 or the 3, 4 that they're getting certain projects. But maybe it wasn't worth the 15, 20, 30, 40, 50th floor they were getting. Maybe. I mean, it it, it just depends. It depends. Uh, I think this is more like a whole market sell-off. So, like, it's very macro, this whole sell-off. People, people are getting more scared about a lot of consumption and um, like with stocks down this much. Uh, it's like a new paradigm before, well, not a new paradigm, but a new period of um, valuations, which which is being reflected 
but I still think that the the, the concept of online identity is is like a multi year ball, right? Yeah, hell yeah. No, I, 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 it's not even bearish online identity because I'm all for online identity. I have more PFPs in my freaking OpenSea wallet than I can last forever. But it's just like, I think, um, I just think it was the valuations of that online identity that maybe was a little, you know, thought. It's just, I guess, bear market thoughts, you know? <laughs> I, I have discussions with myself and then I have them on stage here with you guys. But it's just a thought that I had. And so, so yeah, I, just, I was just curious about it. Actually, David, I think you're dropping something today, no? Yeah. What's up, guys? Yeah. Give me, I, uh, something... give me the TLDR and those spoken words because I like those. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, actually, speaking of, you know, what Lindsay was talking about, like trying to create art that's leading with uh, leading with heart and, uh, and a moral compass. But yeah, I'm excited, man. It's a, it's a product I've been working on. I actually came up with this idea back in NFT NYC last year. Like this is something I've been germinating on since like early October. It's uh it's minting today. The uh the allow list just started like twenty minutes ago and uh, I'm gonna be airdropping one to you for for sure, for sure. And um I wrote one hundred poems inspired by the five human senses. And then of those one hundred poems we recorded some of these poems and then my lead artist, Dogan Demir, he basically extracted mathematical data and created data sets from the audio recordings to inform the code that created the fractal art. So it's basically an audio poetry layer. And then beneath that as well, you also have a music layer that was produced by Please and Thank You that lives in what's called the solfeggio frequency. So it's this binaural healing range of hertz. So each NFT is a audio poetry layer, a healing music layer, and then eight generative fractal art layers to create 1,000 ones of ones. And uh, yeah, today's the public sale. Mint price is 0.15. Try to keep it low just because obviously the market is speculative. And um, as we're all hearing right now, and it was uh, it's co-produced by um, Async Music Blueprints. So you guys might have heard of Blueprints. That's the Oh, that's the also the Async project? Because we yeah, were minting so... the... Yesterday on stage, we were minting the... Um, Homework. The... Um, the homework, homework one with Pop Wander. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, same platform. So this is the same platform that what? did like the X copy grifters and did the a lot of money. Yeah. Async is his OG. Oh, you're on the main page, dude. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Look at bro, you. And, bro. And and, and uh, Medved and crew NFT now did a beautiful editorial on the, on the collection that just dropped yesterday on NFT now. And what's also dope about this is anybody that, that, that collects one of these, I transfer the publishing and resale rights of the poetry to the holder. So you can republish, you can resell, you basically own my poetry. And, you know, you're, you brought up a dope point, Farouk, is that like that platform, you watch the NFT literally build PNG layer by layer in front it's of your eyes when you mint crazy. it. Yeah, it's actually so cool. It's wild, bro. And then there's a hidden there's a hidden Easter egg with each one of these. It's the bottom layer is a hidden layer, which is the typewriter version of my poetry. So you could see how I intended it, but it's a hidden layer. You can only see it when you watch the NFT build in real time. Dude, this is dog. I this is beautiful. I mean that. Like check it out. I, I wanted to bring you up because I want I, I love your art. Obviously, I hosted like your first ever drop on Clubhouse. But like it was yeah. just like it was just like the art, dude. Wow, like yeah, I'm just listening to one of them. Like, as if they're personalities. This is really cool. This is such a cool way to like. I don't know. This is fire. I really like it. Thanks, man. Thanks, wow. bro. I appreciate it. Damn. Sorry, I just trip over art sometimes. <clears throat> I find it really dope. 
and this is like, well, how do I join this list? Like, how does so? Someone... I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, air, I'm gonna airdrop you one for sure. I'm gonna airdrop one no, right on you. Get some or anyone on here. How do but, we join? But look, so, so, so right now, so right now, the allow list is on right now for three more hours. Public sale starts at 12 p.m. Pacific time, um, oh. and then same price. Point one five is the public sale. It's only a thousand piece collection. And Farouk, if you're on there, if you check out, there's one that says LGD number nine on the collection, and they back channel to Open Sea so people can sell them LGD? on secondary. LGD nine. Yeah. It's so there's like, so 95% of the supply are these beautiful psychedelic portraits. And then 5% of the supply are what we call legendaries, which are these beautiful video NFTs. And they're just sick. Every, and every piece of this art, like I said, is informed from code from my voice. And another layer of complexity is every single sense has a different color. So green you know, the most beautiful thing we hear is Mother Nature. So I decided to make it green and blue. The most beautiful thing we see is the sky and then taste. Our taste buds are pink. So when you see pink, you know, it's taste. And then white is, we always reach for the clouds as children. So white is touch. So when you see the collection, you'll be able to tell which sight, which, which sense you're actually working with, depending on the color palette of it. And each color has its own fractal layers. It's, it's really involved and really thought sure. out. You have outdone yourself here. i'm looking at like these are gorgeous like this is something i want on my wall like wow number seven is fire i'm gonna have to find this nft healer person these are really healing like honestly like i'm gonna spend some time listening to those like solo after this they're really cool david before i move on did you want to like did you want to like um did you want to like perform or something you were actually, we're doing, um, I'm doing a lot of different activations. Oh, wait, you're far. I, I lost you. Your mic. Anybody who has one of these, you'll have access to Mythos. Oh, his AirPods died. Really the sixth sense eventually. He thinks uh, we can hear him. Well, that is uh, working with Spatial.io. We're going to be doing um, token-gated um, meditation, guided meditation-led audio-visual. It's part of his uh, audio-visual experience. <laughs> so the vibe is just... David! David! David, he see he can't hear me. His AirPods are dead. Yo, he's, yeah, yeah he's probably like I'm realizing. Like, I just got for real, like, I just got your text. What did you? What, my bad, bro. I didn't realize my AirPods. So basically, this entire time you were talking, you sounded really far for the reason that your AirPods probably died and you couldn't hear me. Yeah. But you could, were just talking. But I was saying, <laughs> I was saying before I move forward, do you want to like perform something like a spoken word on the stage? You want to pick one and just Yo, go at it? Percent, bro. A thousand percent. Um, Hell yeah, go for it. Yeah, me. Uh, in fact, what we'll do is we'll do like a little. Let's do like a little generative play. So, uh, let's do this. So, Farouk, so you pick a number one through fifteen because there's fifteen specific tracks that play seven. number seven. Boom, instrumental number seven, and then pick uh, pick uh, one of the senses. Um. Um. Is it bad that I don't know all the senses? So sight, taste, sound, smell, touch. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, I would do sound. All right, sound. All right, let's see here. Next, boom, number seven. And then uh, I got a track for these poems because I got a hundred of them. Um, Boom, sound. Here we go. All right, here we go. This This one's fun. Nice and easy. Instrumental, and this is instrumental number seven.
Sounds can be familiar, comforting at ease. Sounds can remind us of trauma buried deep within our psyche. Sounds can produce joy, sadness, and grief. But even the sound of silence can be loud if you listen deep. So that's the vibration. I love that. People, people really have to check them out, like in person, like um, you, like right now, like go on your computer, check them out. You should check David's work in general. It's very moving. Um, this man had like four thousand people crying at the same time on Clubhouse one day. I witnessed it. Um, <laughs> I, I will never, ever, ever forget like that day. That was like, I, I mean, you tell it better than I do. I mean, it's probably like in the. If I ever have the thousand clubhouse and spaces I've hosted over the last fifteen months, it's probably like top ten. So it was, uh, it was, it was something. It was definitely something. Uh, and it was in honor of George Floyd, and like everything went to the George Floyd Foundation. So it was a really beautiful thing as well, and moment. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was something. It was moving. So thank you, David, for talking about it. I just thought I'd sneak you in for five minutes here because I like your project. Bro, and I like your art. A thousand percent. Um, I, pre- I, I appreciate it, man. And I always. And all the love that you've always supported my work, man, it means a lot. And, you know, just like, you know, it's amazing, man. We just want to be able to just like give people a chance to pause and get introspective and heal through NFT and, and, and crypto art. And also give like people like the ability to kind of, you know, flip and trade with the blueprints technology. So, you know, I appreciate you, bro. I'm definitely gonna be dropping one in your wallet for sure. Hell yeah. For sure. <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. For I'm going to get sure. something. Uh, I appreciate you, bro. I like actually Minty on async. Like yesterday, they were like they were even like interacting with us on Twitter and stuff. Like I, if they could come on stage, like the whole like pop wonder drop and like we were minting them like a bunch of us on stage yesterday morning, and like it was just fun. Like it's just like it's cool to like I think things like this in this market. Like even if you know you're obviously not buying with the with the ex- expectation to like flip it. It's just you buy it because you love it and it's something to enjoy during this time. Like I think it's important to also get some art and just enjoy art. Like it's just and this art is literally healing because what you create is for the purpose of healing. So it's uh, it's really cool. And with that, uh, I don't know if you all saw my pin tweet, which is right there, the second pin tweet. Um, and so we're gonna move on to the Rebels by Night team, which you kind of got to introduced to about a couple a few minutes ago we got nas and sass damn that sounds like the hottest rap group to come out since like you know uh since a minute nas and sass <laughs> sass and nas yeah nas and sass sounds badass uh you know you had frex and bex from the wow <laughs> you know it sounds like especially with your pfps it's like the new daft punk you know of the metaverse Let's uh, and, go. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and so and so excited to chat with y'all about Rebels by Night. If you check the pinned tweet, everyone, um, you know, we're giving 10 allowed spots away to 10 people that are on this Twitter space. So you got to retweet that, that, that tweet that I posted atop and, and obviously be live uh, with us. So definitely check that out. It's pinned atop. And then if you're a rug lady holder, well, after this, I'm going to hit up JC, our head of community, and we're going to organize a 40 allow list spot giveaway uh you know you just have to uh, own a rug radio nft but we'll handle that on our end and then send it to their team but 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 back to the point here 
Nas and Sash, we already got intros from y'all, which was really cool. And I, I, I love that you both worked at Facebook before, so we could even go deeper on the on the meta side of things. But Nas, why don't you why don't you introduce us? You know, uh, your project Rebels. I mean, I've seen it blow up. And when I asked him, like, yo, what'd you do for this? And like, nothing. He just like posted the content and kind of like started going crazy. And then obviously you announced that Blau, our beloved Blau, who's 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 asleep right now, uh, who couldn't make it this morning because it's very early for him, <laughs> is an advisor to you. And he's a great friend of mine. I also saw you guys post about Shiny being an advisor and you guys made an honor. It was pretty cool. Your art slaps. You're cool. Tell me about your project. <laughs> Yeah, thanks so much for, uh, again, for having us on stage, you know, super, uh, super excited and also, you know, loved all the conversation that, that we've had. Um, but yeah, so Rebels is a, is a PFP project. It was started really uh, by, you know, product builders uh, who wanted to make, a, you know, to, to really wanted to push the narrative on. So like when it comes to, to collectibles, we, and especially on the PFP side, we tend to think of projects as kind of three verticals you have like the art you have the technology and then you have the community and so we really wanted to push things further uh, on all three of them in a way that was really engineering and you know novel so when it you know we kind of like came in in the project with the uh, the with with you know the the id not even even before that actually like let, let me take a step back like we, we were not even sure like what to do, you know, even before this project, we were just like, do we do NFTs? Do we do something in DeFi? Do we do something else? And we really wanted to use the technology um, to, to, to solve a problem, right? And it was just like, this is kind of how we've done. It's just like find a problem and, and build amazing technology to tackle this problem. And I was actually like going on, on some, you know, kind of like NFT Twitter influencer pages to see like, okay, what were the things that people were talking about? And it was not so much what people were talking about, but like I actually landed on Farouk's Farouk's, uh, 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 Twitter uh, Twitter page. And I was like, so you had like, you you were kind of like changing every so often your your PFP, but you were accumulating a lot of uh, your NFTs on your banner. And I was like, Damn, that's that's interesting. So kind of like notice this pattern also like more broadly. I was like, okay, there is something to be done here because people first have to change their PFP often, right? And then they cannot kind of convey enough about themselves, the the, the communities that they're part of, uh, as part of the PFP format. So like, it sounds like the PFP format is broken, and we could leverage NFTs in order to tackle that. So this is really what we kind of started with. It's like let's fix the PFP format in a way that is more dynamic, allows you to show more about yourself, more about the communities that you're part of, more about the roles and achievements and events that you attend, etc., cetera, um, and make that evolve with you over time, right? Um, a little bit like you can kind of customize, you know, Facebook pictures and, and so on, but having it very native to the, the, the NFTs it, itself. And so on the, that was kind of like on the technical side, on the, um, on the um, on the art side, we really wanted like a concept that matches, and what what's best than like balaclavas, fully anonymous, but having you know the having the 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 message be at the forefront, right? Like having the message be the thing that is displayed on you know 
your balaclava that is displayed onto patches on top of your rebel so that like what matters is not really you know what you look like but it's more like the message that you're trying to convey about like who you are so rebels all in all rebels is a customizable nfts that basically act as a canvas for digital identities and they're very dynamic like we we plan on releasing our own set of patches and like having additional milestones to the to the customization I hate talking about milestones. I'm just gonna say like you know kind of like customization features that are gonna be dope um, and separately we will also enable uh, people to customize their rebel with other nfts in their wallets right because the goal is I don't know if, if people saw um, Shiny's um, tweet. I don't know, Sass, if you can kind of like bring it up. Uh, but we made, for example, like an honorary for Enblau and um, and Oshiny, where you know they have their. So, for example, Blau has his like top CryptoPunk. He has his top, you know, board ape, and he wants to flex them all together. Maybe the day after, he may want to like add his doodle and 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 so on and so on. Maybe people want to even display non PFP art, right? Because it's not just about PFPs. It's also about like amazing non-PFP art and just like enabling that. Um, you know, if you think about like whether that's VFriends, Vitenza, Ringers, all the generative art scene that doesn't really have access like in a native way to the the, the, the PFP format, you know, providing a canvas to that is, is critical. So this is this is what we do. Yeah, that's super cool. So, like, your PFP kind of becomes, like, your canvas, right? And so, and I love that you referred to how <laughs> you would look at me changing my PFP all the time. Yeah, there was a period of time where I was changing my PFP every other day. Um, but you know what? I've been really digging the punk. Uh, <laughs> so, it's pretty cool. So, how does this work, like, technically speaking? And, and how are you going to deal with, like, IP and stuff? So, how, how are you getting around, like, you know, um, using, you know, let's say I want to put, you know, we've talked about that because I think it's cool. I want to put my whatever, Fidenza, I don't have one, but say someone wants to put their Fidenza on their PFP or, you know, Squiggle or their art blocks because I think art blocks actually, what's cool with them, a lot of people use them as backgrounds, but they would make cool, like, stuff over, right, certain PFPs because so much cool art. Like, how do you deal with all that? Yeah, that, okay. Sorry, no, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say that, like, a, a Fidenza Balaclava would look fucking sick um, and I really want to see that one day, but, you know, uh, you, you go ahead and explain uh, a few more things. Yeah, uh, so there, obviously there are like different collections with different, you know, licenses and we're very, uh, you know, we take kind of like a very um, uh, rigorous approach to that. Obviously, we don't want to like and put ourselves in jeopardy or also like undermine the, the work of uh, the creative work of other other artists. So first and foremost, um, the when you when you customize your rebel with another nft that you have in your wallet the so obviously like the nft itself doesn't move with it that's like uh, a given but additionally to that the rebels will not uh, will kind of like lose the other nfts uh, that were added onto it um you could cat you keep you can keep like patches that recreate it because like you can kind of like move along with them that's not a problem that's like within the rebels ecosystem but you know i don't want to you know we don't want something that like looks like Farouk putting his crypto punk onto his rebel and then selling his 
Rebel along with his CryptoPunk and now having someone who doesn't own the CryptoPunk but still has it on the Rebel, right? Like we want to still be kind of like a integrity and, and, and provenance layer and for people to know that like if you're displaying it, it means that you have it in your wallet. Um, so first and foremost, these NF- the NFTs, like the patches and anything that is customized on your Rebel doesn't move with, uh, doesn't move with your Rebel. Like this is this is very important, and as part of this, basically the, the 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 value, you know, it's not like we will leverage the value of Fidenza as part of the transfer of the rebel. So like, if I'm sending you my rebel with a Fidenza on the 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 Black Club, I'm not saying that like this is something that we'll have tomorrow, but like if I have that and I send it to you because I have the Fidenza in my wallet, the Fidenza will actually disappear and go back to the original state pre-customization. Um, that way, the Fidenza is not part really of the value uh, at the time of transfer. And separately, we also want to make sure that like, we work with artists. Like the, the goal is really to build an ecosystem on top of Rebels. You know, like if you, you can add your, your own NFTs, but you can also, you know, with something that we really want to have in the future is having artists that create on top of Rebels, whether it's creating patterns that look great on balaclavas and masks and so on, whether that's actual assets, 3D assets that can be added onto the, the, the NFTs. These are really like amazing things that like, you know, we have as a, as a, as a North Star, you know, of like achieving and allowing everyone to create on top of Rebels. But uh, the, 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 the first iterations are going to be patches. Do you, do you have any examples of what it will look like? Like, let's say a Fidenza Rebel or, or a Punk Rebel? Yeah, let me, let me share that. I can yeah, pin that stuff. Time. It's really cool. Let me, let me do that. The Artist Fire, you guys have been to quite a community. While you do that, I mean, Sass, I don't know if you want to you know, talk to a few things on the project and your involvement in it. But also, I'd love to hear about how, you know, the community you've built already, um, you know, with your project and how, how this kind of started. Because I looked at your tweets. It looks like y'all went viral pretty early. I'm assuming it's because of the art. Uh, I remember seeing you on the blouse stage for Royal Radio, and I was like, damn, this is pretty cool. So that was my first thought too, but um, maybe you can talk to that. Yeah, on the, on the, uh, on the, 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 so first, there are kind of like a couple of things there. It's kind of like how it started is a mix of luck and like people really connecting to the art and also us doing, I feel like just uh, uh, using the right opportunity. We were kind of like on a, um, I was on a, on a super layer stage along with Nikhil, the founder of Alchemy, the founder of Dapper Labs and, and, and CryptoKitties um, and just having like a lot of highly visible people, a lot of people in the audience. We did like a POAP. We kind of like opened everything at the same time. By the way, I just uh, I just linked the uh, Oshani's, uh, Oshani's uh, honorary but he kind of like, you can see that like there is his honorary doodle on it. There is his uh, Axie, uh, which is basically the, the world's rarest Axie. Um, and so like for you to be able to kind of like display that, uh, I'm not going to post the, uh, the the proof of concept that we did with, you know, Fidenza and like other uh, other things that actually look great, but like we don't want to, to get in troubles yet on the, on the licensing side. So first, we want to make sure that, you know, we, we start with patches and kind of like uh, a step. Um, but yeah, the, the way it started was really that we just did like a co-op and, you know, that, that was giving like wireless access. A lot of people kind of like checked 
uh, everything we stayed very cryptic and it was at a time where a lot of projects were going out there and very being very aggressive on outbound marketing and for us we decided to actually do the opposite and be very cryptic very dark letting people come to us and and enforcing kind of like the inbound and we got very lucky with that it really worked great uh, we got i believe it was like 12,000 people in the first 24 hours on on discord it was just like it was a rush and like how many there was no grind there is nothing there was like nothing yeah there was there's you know we we never provided incentive for people to just be active in a way that is non-genuine basically there was nothing to gain from it like just people were kept coming and coming and coming um and so on the, the community side this is exactly what we've done it's really like you know, being authentic from beginning to the end, uh, be very present. We spend, you know, three to four hours a day uh, on Discord ourselves every single day, more on the weekends. Um, you know, I could I could name probably like a thousand names of, uh, of people in, in our community and people know me, they know, they know my dog, they know like uh, all my rituals, I know theirs. And so um, um, I think that this is the way, you know, we, we approach everything is just being very genuine uh, from, from the beginning on, on community building and also foster sub-communities uh, because sub-communities is something that is very overlooked these days in the NFT space. Uh, but most of the NFT projects uh, are as strong as the sub-communities and them, right? Like if you look at Board Ape, you know, having like the golden apes and like the pimco days and like like the, the four trade apes, you have like all these kind of like sub communities that form themselves. It starts from, you know, just traits, right? But then people build their own identity through that. And so, you know, I think that us working on this, having worked on this for like six months, right? Because we announced the, the, the project uh, close to six months ago is uh has been very important we already have like derivative that we you know we really like push even like people in the community who want to build derivatives for for rebels etc like we really value any form of creativity any form of community effort that arises from from the community from you know the rebels community well there you have it yeah that's uh that's actually pretty cool the way you've uh you've approached it all and that you want to in uh you know kind of have built one big thing. Um, Sass, I don't know if you, you had some additional thoughts you want to share from like your involvement, you know, your plans uh, within the space. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, um, there's so much work that like, you know, we're both like pretty, uh, pretty, uh, uh, we've been pretty busy with this, with this project for the last six plus months. Actually, it's been like more like seven, eight months now because we started the end of last year. But yeah, you know, I've been, <clears throat> I've been working mostly on like, um, the tech side of things, you know, how to make um, this customization layer work, like what is it going to look like, uh, what is, how is it going to be represented on the blockchain uh, and stuff like that. So like that's, that's kind of what I've been busy with uh, for the most part. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of excited to, uh, to, to, to see what we're going to build with, you know, on top of this customization, customization layer. Like I think that like the, you know, static uh, fixed forever NFT is I mean obviously they're great, but like they're they're kind of limiting your range of actions when you want to express you know who you are and what you do uh, online, and uh, they're also pretty limiting when you want to build kind of like an ecosystem of creators that can create stuff that is applied on the same uh, canvas you know. And so I'm like actually really excited to see how this type of tech 
will change the meta of how NFTs. Uh, oops, I'm sorry. Uh, how it's gonna change the meta of like you know how NFTs are are viewed and how they're used and stuff like that. And um, I just want to add also something kind of funny about like you know what uh, Nas just said about um, you know derivative collections. Um, I don't know if it's a very common thing. I don't think so. But like I think at this point we have like three derivative collect collections uh, based on rebels, even though we didn't mint yet. Which um, I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> I literally bought one this morning, like uh, at the uh, you know towards the beginning of this of this episode of Rogue Radio. Like I was I was basically um, on Twitter and like some guy um, made a collection called like uh, the Art of Rebels, and you guys should check it out. Like, it's, it's actually pretty cool. It's like a very very small collection, like less than ten units, I think. But he does cool shit. Uh, it's based on Rebels. It's uh, the the inspiration is nice, so I bought one, and um, and we kind of love seeing that because like you know people are connecting with our kind of like direction they're connecting with the art they're connecting with all the ideas that uh, that we're trying to push forward and it's really pretty thrilling to see kind of the community response to to what we've been trying to build um over the last few months this is exciting. oh look i cannot believe it look who made it my goodness and the last stretch of the no film. wow hey the man. Oh, man. Good morning. Blah. <laughs> With the morning voice and everything. Oh, it's here, the morning voice. Oh, yeah. I woke up and I came right here to say. <laughs> Let's fucking go, man. Oh, brother. Yeah. I made it with four minutes to spare. <laughs> the, for the last sprint. Bro. Always listen, I had, to, I had to make it. I slept like four hours maximum the past three nights and so i told myself that i need to sleep but farouk of course he's an early morning riser and he's dedicated to rug radio and to rugging people all the time no i'm just i'm just kidding i'm just kidding (laughs) he rugged my sleep today no no I, i actually did sleep so that's good but i just wanted to stop in to say that i am so freaking stoked for this and i have been watching it I've been watching the building process for basically six months now. So it's about time, and we are so stoked. We are so excited. That's really cool here. I actually winning. found out about Nas through your Royal Radio one day, like one of those late-night rooms you were doing. Um, and that's how I found out about about Nas. And I was, uh, it was, I was intrigued by it all and, and the lore of it all. I mean, Nas, how did this whole thing start? Like, how did you guys meet with Blau? Uh, so through a 16 Z, right? And, and your brother, actually, I work, I work with Michael. So yeah, Nas makes sure that all of, uh, all of the 16 Z portfolio companies make sure they, uh, they have ultimate max security. So sounds like an important job. Yes. Yeah, no, no big deal. Like being a chief security officer and then also working on rebels. <laughs> No big yeah, deal. Yeah, how do you even ma- so that's the thing. Like, I I think I asked you in person, but like, how are you? How do you manage? I mean, I know you have a big team with rebels because you told me like I don't know how many mods you have, but you were like, it was like an absurd amount of moderators you guys have. Yeah. We have uh, thirty <laughs> amazing mods. And thirty mods. All of them are amazing. I mean, really I guess amazing. for Max Discord security and the Max hype, man, it's really important. Um, and uh, and so, but you you have quite a lot of people. And actually, what what I found interesting in the way you guys are doing your drop, you share the distribution publicly uh, on your Twitter. Uh, that there's going to be a, a a public Dutch, but it's it starts at point eight, but it does end at point one. So you know, people could totally wait. Uh, and it's three hours long. And then you have an allow list that you've been go- ongoing for your community. 
Um, and then there's been, you know, Freeman's uh, Leet and Pseudo. I don't know what Leet and Pseudo is. Maybe you want to explain. And obviously, you kept 7% for the company and team and future projects. And so, yep. and you, you posted the whole distribution uh, thing. Uh, thing is pretty interesting. So maybe my last question to you guys before we pick 10 winners would be like, you know, where do you plan on going with this? Maybe you want to explain about like how the mint is going to happen. You know, I know you got some cool stuff planned. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Uh, so first and foremost, the mint is going to be on June 12th. So it's going to be this Sunday. Um, we hope to see everyone there to become a rebel. Um, it is going to start with a public stock auction, as Baroque said, uh, starting at point eight, ending at point one. It's going to be, we try to make it a bit shorter than most Dutch auctions because we do have a huge community in Asia and it's going to be very late for them. And we want to be considerate of uh, all of our communities, um, you know, uh, wake hours. Um, but yeah, then we're going to have 45 uh, and it's going to be 38% of the the, 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 the supply. Um, the rest of the supply is going to be available basically for, for our amazing allow list. Uh, of people, which is basically people from the community, advisors, but also institutional investors. We were very lucky to receive a lot of uh, uh, institutional interest in in the sale um, and institutional support, actually, uh, throughout our last six months. So th this is something that we're very excited about. We don't want to like share like who exactly, but it's uh, it's it's great to have received a, a lot of um, a lot of that um, support. Um, and yeah, so like, guess we can guess. List is gonna be a... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. Go ahead, Naz. Yeah, and um, yeah, they did. The, so there's gonna be a, there's gonna be the yellow list is gonna be at zero point zero eight um, ETH, and then uh, ten percent of the supply uh, was actually allocated for. Um, uh, for free mints for our really like strong community, like the strongest community members, basically that we call lead. Lead for those who who don't know is kind of like this. Uh, it's like very old school, like hacker, you know, like a um, way of talking, like the the lead uh, lead language. And so when you when you replace letters with uh, with numbers. Um, and then and was also taken by gaming. We're very nostalgic of uh, of this this time. Uh, and then pseudo is like people who really we only have like very few pseudos in the in the community. And pseudos are the people who really just did everything. They started all the events. They really create. They they create. They basically made their sub communities thrive uh, above uh, everything else. And so like this is something that we really wanted to. Um, you know, to, to reward and, and these people are going to get two free mints plus one whitelist pot each. Um, and so we, we try to kind of go above and beyond on like everything that we can do to, to, to say thank you to our community. Um, and we're, we're very excited. The idea was really to like make, make people even like a while ago, like months ago, make people feel like they're already part of rebel and they don't need to think too much about like financialization of the project. But more about you know just building the community. They're already part of it. They're gonna you know it is a free mint for them, and they can just like focus on on helping us build the the, the most amazing project and community in the space. I love that. Well, can I just ask one thing? Like the custom customization side, like how how exactly is it being done? Are you using my like SVG? I know like cyber brokers have done something similar, and they might be changing the 
like the metadata of some of their individual attributes like how how exactly have you done it and also like um for like rarity how how is that going to work because i know loads of these projects work on like oh you're ranked number one rarest but then is that going to slightly change how the rarity is going to be looked at um I can answer that. So basically, like, uh, I guess you asked two questions. Like, first of all, is like, how is that going to work? Uh, you alluded to other collections that have, you know, evolving metadata. And obviously, this is going to be the same. Um, well, I guess, let me take that back. Uh, evolving images, at least, you know, um, whether all the patches and all the customization will be in the metadata is, uh, is you know, is, is going to be on a case-by-case -case basis. Some patches or some customizations will affect the metadata. Some will not affect it. But um, ultimately, regarding the rarity of uh, of uh, each given um, each given uh, rebels NFT, um, there's two things to kind of keep in mind. There, uh, first of all, like we don't have in the collection any kind of like legendary or like you know like these like ultra rare uh, items. We specifically decided not to do that uh, because you know it kind of pulls up all the liquidity of the collection into like five, ten, twelve units, which kind of sucks for everybody else. And uh, it also means that, like, you know, these other non-legendary units are usually a lot less cool and a lot less interesting for people who get them. Uh, so we decided not to do that. And we decided also not to mess with, you know, um, artificial rarity. Um, and, I mean, we decided not to create too much, like, artificial rarity and scarcity around certain attributes and certain colors and everything. So the collection overall is a lot more... Um, I don't want to say uniform, but like uh, the peaks and the valleys are not that far apart uh, relative to like other collections, basically. And so like that's kind of how the rarity is going to work um, in the collection. And it's going to be based only on the attributes that were set, you know, uh, with the original Rebel NFT. Like when you got it, like it, it had that mask with that balaklava, with that T-shirt, with those clothes and, you know, these accessories and whatever. And these are going to be the things that people cannot care about. And then on top of that, you'll be able to like customize some aspects of things to fit you and your persona better. But uh, you know, like Nas was saying before, because those won't be some uh, won't be things that you kind of transfer with the NFT. Uh, they will, uh, they should not be taken into account in the rarity because, like you know, you buy that and you don't get the the, the patches that uh, that you see. So um, so that's kind of how the, these two things are gonna work. Yeah. And separately, like, you know, when we when we thought about it, we kind of, uh, as we were saying, you know, we're very big on sub communities and like having, you know, imagine that like for, for, for us, like the way we think about it is that like NFTs are social networks, at, at least like, you know, like visual NFTs are social networks. And so in that sense, if you start creating kind of like subgraphs, there are almost islands, you know, for like each trait and, and color, etc., and you have some of these islands that are way too small, maybe like just like a one person island, it may not make as much sense. Like, so we were really making sure that like there is enough room for these like islands within the community to, to be big enough. I'm excited for that. Blau, I see you change your PFP. It, they're actually fire. Like the art is actually really cool. Um, and I'm really, oh yeah, I see your, you have your ape and your punk on there. So you're like repping. It's cool. Like I, we can put like a bunch of patches. It's funny because IRL, when you go to events, like NFT NYC, whatever, people actually like put pins of their PFPs on them. So you can like, you know, because obviously you know their P them by their PFPs. So I thought that was pretty fun. And so, yeah, I if in case you haven't seen it yet, um, I announced the 10 winners. Uh, I will be reaching out to them myself. So be careful. Obviously look for the 
for the blue check mark just in case there's a lot of fake Farouks going out there on the hunt. So, but I'll, I'll read them out loud go, though. But there's no point also in making a fake account trying to claim your PFP because I've already opened the the accounts of the ten winners. So, no, your PFP. I mean, to claim your 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 the giveaway because well, it's not gonna work. Uh, so I have the Alpha Man, Ford XZZ, Mad Dog eighteen three eight one, Roar sixteen, Snakezy, U two Helper Dad, Blanca RS ninety eight, Emilio RZS seven, Kaman two, and then VJ Meta 07. So I'll be reaching out to y'all, uh, or if you want to front run that, send me your address. But again, I have the uh, I have the uh, if you're here, just send me your address on DMs. I'll open it anyways. I have the ten people open and. I'll give them to the uh, to Sass and Nass. Nass and Sass. Let's go. But <laughs> I'll give it to them, both of them. <laughs> and they can. <laughs> Yo, Blau, before you came in, I was saying that Nass and Sass could be like this, like, rap duo. Or like, I don't know. It's like the new Daft Punk with their, like, with their looks right now. It's like, it sounds it sounds brandable, right? <laughs> Daft Punk Rebels. Nass and Sass. <laughs> I mean, they're really, they're really, like, they're really ace, you know. Like, I'm, I'm personally like a huge fan of Tron and like all the visuals and 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 you know everything that they put out. I'm a huge fan, you know. Um, and I think that like that song definitely came into our mood board when we when we kicked up the project. So I take that as a as a compliment for sure. Hell yeah, that's fire, Lindsay. I see your hands raised. Maybe you want to close this one up with the last question. Oh, I just I just wanted to comment. I just am so excited about this and <clears throat> was just writing a tweet. I mean, thank you so much for hosting um, this project because it's so well thought out. It's so different than what I'm seeing. Obviously, I struggle with my PFP identity as I have two, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and I am constantly changing mine as well. And I just, I love how you're doing the sale. It's, um, it's really a different approach and exactly what I'm talking about. It's so great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I just wanted to, um, share that it's so cool thank you so much Lindsay. and um and yeah like I'm, I'm i'm super stoked like the way we've thought about this is that a lot of projects focus on the mint but we actually focused on the the reveal experience so i want every single person to have like the most amazing time on the reveal experience please have it on like a big screen have it on like high resolution device it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome so Damn. i'm super excited right. for that. I, i'm coming to that party that's for sure um, oh yeah, we want to make a live stream. <laughs> we want to actually live stream it and like have people kind of like you know reveal their uh, their their NFTs like l- live streaming. So would lo- like we're we're organizing that and for Rogue, you're definitely gonna come with us. Hell yeah! All right, awesome. I'm excited for that. Congrats to the ten winners. Uh, big shout out, uh, you know, to our guests today, Nas and Sass of Rebels by Night. Our special friend Blau, who made it for the last ten minutes. Let's go. You can go back to sleep now. Um, and- <laughs> okay. so, at least we got you. We got you at the perfect. Actually, it was perfect timing. Um, and, wait, Farouk. Uh, Farouk, yes. wait. Can we do before we before we close up this room? Um, what rebels are going to be in New York for NFT NYC? I think we're all going to be in New York, right? Who or- is in the all- question? Yeah. I think everyone on stage, at least first of all. George, are you coming to FTYC? Well, I'm currently facing horrendous visa issues from the American government. Oh, no. So it depends on those guys. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. On the 14th, I've got my interview. So let's hope. Well, I hope you make it. 
and you don't have any visa issues, uh, yeah, please man, let this man through. Let this man through. All right, we want him, and uh, he's one of the good guys. And uh, but yeah, I think every rebel is gonna be out there with Blau, and, and all of us for sure. Um, and it's gonna be a hell lot of fun. What, is, what are you way, doing? For, what are you doing, Blau, for NFT? Yeah, do you have anything? Are you playing, Blau? Any any anything going on? So on Wednesday, I'm doing. I feel like everyone's doing like private events. So on Wednesday, I'm doing a public event at somewhere nowhere. So oh, that's like a fun spot. Go. Yeah, and that's like this. That's the this the spot. So somewhere. Wait, did what's, I the what's the time? I actually don't even know what time it is. But I did post. <laughs> um, no, I have no idea what time it is. But Very I, late I, after party. It is probably exactly. It is probably going to yes. be late because everyone else has events. Like, I found it online earlier. I found it. Yeah, online. if you just go somewhere to somewhere in... nowhere's website, you can find it, and you can like, you can buy a ticket if you don't have a PFP, and I think that's fun. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I see it. Ten thirty p.m. is their start time, so you're going late for sure. Oh, well, that means okay. they're probably not until at least twelve thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I so noticed that almost all the events end at like midnight or earlier. Maybe some at like ten p.m. I'll, I'll be with Blau. I'll be right there, up there. With Everybody you. needs a late night Wednesday party, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Actually, we'll need it for sure because we have three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, daytime for Rug Radio. So I'll need that on Wednesday night. So, yeah, thank you, Blau, for the culture, uh, for throwing this party on the Wednesday. And um, thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Kuro, for coming to Steve Aoki with me last time we were in New York. Oh, dude, that was crazy. Yo, I turn around. There's, like, Blau, D-Nice, Steve Aoki, fucking uh, Bass Jackers, and... Um, and- <laughs> Hold on, Di- Don Diablo. They're all just hanging out there. <laughs> and then Blau jumped on stage with Steve to do some back-to-back. That was fire. That was a lot that's of fun. How, that's how legendary NFT NYC has become. Yeah, literally. I was like, what the hell is going on? I just turned around. They're all like, yeah, just hanging out. Like seven top, like dope DJs. But yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. Aside from the NFT stuff, like you also have the, the whole music experience, right? Because like so many DJs are immersed in the NFT space. So it's like, it's crazy. Speaking of music NFTs, um, yesterday... Uh, Yesterday, Blau hosted this incredible room that I think y'all should literally go listen to in on replay. Lindsay, you should really go back because you're into music NFTs too. Uh, but if you're an aspiring musician and want to learn about the music industry, not even Web3, like straight Web1 shit, like go in there and listen to my twin, Russ. So, so Russ and I were on the same stage at the same time. So confirm we're not the same person, I guess. Uh, or are we? But um, and, You are. And Russ, you are. Russ, Russ was on there spitting, dude. That guy's, dude. Like, wow, wow. That was something else. The space you had going on yesterday, and then um, they yeah, had man. Steve Rifkin, founder of fucking Loud Records, bro. Like, come on, man. Like the guy. Yeah, was Steve. Steve's Steve's a Steve's a good friend of mine too. And yeah, like, he's dope. It, was, it was really cool because what Russ said yesterday. Wow. Um, completely off topic from Rebels here, but. Russ basically was like, all of you are stupid. Everybody does make money from music and y'all just don't know what you're doing. And it, it's something that like more people really need to understand. Um, there's this narrative that like artists don't get paid. It's false. The issue is that artists don't own anything. So that's why they don't get paid. <laughs> like it, it's quite simple. It's like, imagine yes. like renting a house and expecting to get appreciation on the house's equity value because you're renting it. Like, that doesn't make any but sense. also he was saying like the best example and i know we're stretching it sorry y'all but it's such a good convo he was like record labels don't perform 
the labels don't do this, this, and that. But what do labels do? They own the songs. Yeah, they, they get fucking the paid. Labels make billions of dollars. Exactly. They're the ones who are billionaires. So it's like, so it's, it's so sad. insane. Yeah, what no, it's really good. The, the yeah. convo is basically just about like why it's so important to stay independent and why it's important to just put out as much music as possible. Um, and it works. Yep. Like, I mean, it worked for me. <laughs> it worked for him. But most people just don't take that kind of risk. So it's like, it was really fun. Anyway, uh, off topic, but thanks for shouting. No, but it's bro. just an important one I want to highlight. I, it's on my Twitter. It's I pinned it too. But like, you know, you have Steve Rifkin and his kids on there. You have like fucking yes, like Russ, like spitting bars, blah, and even Nate Jones, like just moderating this so perfectly. Like it was just like such a good conversation. It was honestly motivating to just be listening to this. Like Russ at some point was like, "Yo, like you got to put a lot of work out. Like stop trying to think that one song is gonna make you famous." Like put like 50 songs out and then one's going to hit, you know? And, and by and the was... way, that applies to ev- like just everything, to, like, everything, not just music. Like if you're a creator, just put shit out, just go, go for it. If you're a creator, literally take an hour of your time and do yourself the favor of going to listen to that Twitter space. Like literally it was on Royal radio. It's their sixth episode. It was really cool. I jumped on there for a second, literally just to like share it and listen to it. And I was like, so motivated by it. So it's just Yo, like, Oh, Vlad, you know this a lot more than me in the music world, obviously, but I, I find like what's going on right now so much more akin to like the seventies and eighties when you have musicians like out there just trying to get their records out there. Like either you know, singles and records, and then the goal was like, okay, what's the next distribution? Our record maybe get onto the radio. Dude, I talked to so I talked to Jimmy Iveen twice in the past month because he's he's really excited about what's going on. And you know what he said that was so real? He was like no one needs anyone else anymore. You have the fucking internet. You can make music sound really good on your laptop. And the reality is all these new kids will eventually figure out that owning their masters, like there's this kid named Farouk shit. Farouk, fucking rush out of this kid out. His name is like a niece. He dropped a song that generated like 30 million in, in a month or something. Wow. Streams in a month. Like kids making bank. Like people just don't understand that music ownership actually is valuable and everyone in the nft space tries to compare stream payouts to to ownership and it's not the same streaming is consumption ownership is social consensus and legal tender and it's like anyway i'm not gonna get on this rant now because it's a rebel Dude, that was, but yeah. rebels yo it's all <laughs> oh, I, I know how much it costs to put it in the movies and tv shows and how much sides got like oh jeez that's where it's at. We need this I'm like to be biting a my tongue right now. I'm biting my tongue because I I agree. I have to just say this. I do agree with what you're saying, but I also think that there are um, there's different perspectives, and I think the conversation needs to change, and the percentages Yo, Lin, need to change. But but I I well, don't on, think that it's the same for everyone. Okay, you but know? hold on. It shouldn't be, and this <laughs> is going to be the harsh reality. Do you know how many YouTube? Everyone's like, oh, only 1% of the people on Spotify make all the music. Yeah, of course they do, because not everyone's good at making music. The same way not everyone's good at making YouTube videos. For sure. Like, for sure. everyone for sure. uses these numbers and forgets that, like, every other content platform has a even lower percentage of people that are getting paid out anything, especially TikTok. <laughs> so, anyway. I'm not I agree with that part of the conversation. I just think that there are definitely certain things that that some independent artists cannot do on their own just based on, no, on financial standings and and the then con- the conversation needs to change and you know going out with a record executive and having them order three dinners just because on your dime is not 
cool and that you know oh, what yeah, I mean? that's <laughs> it's bullshit. like all of those things you know <laughs> true, and, and you that. know that i agree with like I, I i agree with your approach and ownership and all of those things i do think it's a larger conversation and and i do think that the people who got into working at record labels you know the majority of them did it because they love music and then something happens and the system gets all messed up and i yeah, think that, that there are yeah, people I coming totally over and totally. here and and we're meeting them and they're like how are we going to change and like you said your conversations space and web3 that's that's been an interesting thing I've, I've interacted with more music execs than any other sort of executives in this space in the last year and a half like i've had the chance to meet the biggest like managers or this and that x record it's that a and r's they're all coming to the space i think there's like a massive shift in that but that should be a whole show on its own like heck yeah I, and and well, they should figure they should figure it out because otherwise it's going to be over as, mm-hmm. as they we know got it. a bunch of it's because it's because we got a bunch of rebels pushing things in the yes! the rebels meme works very well in this space it, it does work very well <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a great name rebels. It's such a great name. Guys, I have to hop for a phone call, but I love you all so much. Um, <laughs> love you, Bob. I'm so glad. I'm actually going to close up here. As usual, a massive thank you to our guests, everybody on stage, David, Lindsay, Nas, Saz, George, 5511, Simon, Golden, who's about to post a thread as usual after this after this space in a couple minutes. Make sure you follow him, and he's also going to post our episodes up. I'm everywhere. We're everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Spotify, all of them. As usual, uh, every <laughs> single platform that has us uploading GMNFT's show is on. And so, and that's a big shout out as usual to your co-hosts, OSF and Mando. OSF, who kind of like slipped out as usual, right, Mando? He, he always manages to like, you know, kind of... He was never going to make it. He was never going to make it to the end. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, he... <laughs> that was, uh, you know, that was slick, though. He, I love how he's allowed to just leave. You and I were just there chatting this and that but he he, he just dips anyways that big big love to everyone i'll see y'all tomorrow friday for last episode of the week 10 30 a.m eastern standard time 7 30 a.m pacific standard time for another episode of gem nfts and with that i'm gonna leave y'all with a little jingle from user on twitter j6c6w3 a fellow rug radio holder we love ya and uh here's a song on rug radio let's get it and it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day of GMGM on this beautiful day. So good morning, NFTs. We put up on and Mando. Got the Alpha on Web3, and it's all on Road Radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day of GMGM. Rock Radio.